1: We've gone through the draft. We dove, dove, dove deep into Paolo Bancaro. We'll do even more deeper dives on Paolo Car over the next uh, few days, few weeks. But it's free agent week. It's time to set the table for the next step of the Orlando Magic's offseason. It's time for a Tuesday edition of Locked On Magic.
0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: We are indeed locked on magic. Today is June 28th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossman I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. On today's episode of Lockdown Magic, we'll get you ready for the Orlando Magic's free agency. This Thursday, of course, is the opening of free agency. We'll have our live show. Uh, I promise it will be live this time. Um, at 5.45 p.m. Eastern Time, we'll react to all the free agent goings-on as they happen. Talk a little bit about the Magic, answer your questions as well, so come prepared for that. Oh, free agency opens, of course. Negotiations can begin. That's me putting air quotes around begin. Um, at at, 5 40, at uh, 6 o'clock on Thursday, uh, players will be able to sign contracts on July 6th. And So obviously, there's a lot to get to, so I want to dive into free agency here for the Orlando Magic. Before we get to any of that, though, I want to thank you all again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Whether you're listening to us first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, no matter when, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. You know, I, obviously, you know, before we entered this off season, I would say the most consequential player the Magic were going to add was going to be the number one pick in this draft. Um, so, before we get to anything else, before we talk about anything else, the Magic's offseason, their heavy lifting is done. Um, the heavy lifting is done. Paolo Bancaro is the centerpiece addition to this uh, to this team. Um, is it fair to put that much pressure on him? Absolutely not. Jeff Wellman has been very, very clear. I don't want to put star pressure on him, but but undoubtedly— he is the number one pick. There is a reason he is the number one pick. There's a reason the Magic went with him. And it's because they believe he gives their team the best chance to be better. Not just better, the Magic, if not hidden from this, they don't want to be a team that tops off in the middle. They want to be eventually a championship team. And, and I can't blame them for those aspirations. I know some people might joke about that, with considering the Magic were a 22-win team last year. Um, but... The Magic have grand aspirations for what they want to become and for who they want to be, uh, and and, I, and I, again, I don't think they should hide from that. I don't think they should avoid that. I don't think that they should be. Uh, they should, you know, I think they should say that out loud. Say that part out loud. You want a team that is striving to be a championship team. Um, granted, that opens the door to people who are impatient, um, who'd say, "Well, you're 22 in team. Why aren't you going after?" Kyrie Irving or Russell Westbrook or anything like that no so perhaps the best place to start as we begin to examine the offseason we'll take this in three parts is what are the team's goals this year what are the magic trying to accomplish this season um you know last year I know I sat in this chair I I said really the goal for the 2022 season, was let's get an outline of who this team's going to be. We don't have to color in between the lines. We just need to kind of get the edges and the corners set. It's like the puzzle. The puzzle. I know I used this analogy the other day. It's the puzzle. You don't start with the centerpieces. You start with the edges, with the corners. And those edges and corners are your your coaching philosophy, your culture, your development philosophy. It's all the things that are going to make the middle better, the middle stronger, and kind of bridge all that stuff together. Um, maybe that analogy loses its heft at that at, at, at that point. But you get what I'm saying. You you don't you don't kind of solve a puzzle by starting in the middle. Maybe you get some good pieces and get some good connectors together, but the thing doesn't really come together till that outline, till those edges are put in place. And that's what last season was about. And, you know, I I think there were really good signs last season. I think that the Magic did some really, really good things, but it's also clear that this team is pretty far off. Um, and Jeff Wellman is, has said, you know, the 2019 and 2020 playoff runs were something of a sugar high, which, again, maybe he deserves some criticism for, for not pushing that team further or for giving that team that chance anyway, um, considering he was a new new, uh, new executive and had the chance perhaps to completely reshape this team at an earlier stage and, and delayed this process that the Magic are going through for, for a couple of years. Um, but he, he called that a sugar high, and that's not what the Magic are after. So, as the Magic prepare for this offseason, as the Magic prepare for free agency now, they have Paolo Bancaro, a guy who they probably do believe will become a star, who certainly the fans believe will become a star here in the very, very near future. Um, That's step one, obviously, to this offseason. Now comes, okay, what are we trying to accomplish this season? And certainly adding in a high-quality piece like Paolo Bancaro, It's going to take some time. Rookies, you know, unless he just completely blows everyone out of the water and is at an all-star level the moment he steps into the league, the Magic are going to go through their growing pains once again. They have Markel Foltz playing his first full season since tearing his ACL. They have young guys like Franz Wagner and Jalen Suggs who are trying to make their way. Cole Anthony trying to make his way. They still have a lot of guys who are still trying to figure out who they are in this league, and the Magic trying to figure out how all these puzzle pieces fit together. So really, before we get into who the magic should go after, what resources they have, and there are plenty this offseason, really, where we have to start with this magic team is thinking about uh, what are the team's goals. Uh, and so I will lay this idea out now. Um, you know, when I look at the twenty twenty three season, you know, I think there is, with the talent on this roster, with you know how tied together they are. There is absolutely the chance that they make the playoffs. I'm not going to sit here and say that it is impossible. I I would call it, depending on what they do the rest of the soft season, of course, I would call it improbable. I would say it is not likely to happen. I wouldn't be going to Vegas and betting on it unless our friends at BetOnline.net completely changed the odds like they did with Paolo. Um, I'm not betting on that. But it's certainly possible. The play-in tournament, the same deal. I, I think that the Magic... You know, their, their quiet goal, their quiet dream should be to make the play-in tournament. And I know that is a small dream, and I'm not saying that's the end of the road, but as Jeff Weltman told the Ryan Russillo podcast the day after the draft, you know our goal is once we get to the middle that we can push through and get out, that we can get to the top of the league. The idea right now is the Magic have to get to the middle first. Um, you, you, you very, very rarely see teams avoid kind of those middling seeds in that middle of the, of the league before they get to the very, very top. It's very, very rare. It does happen. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm not saying it can't happen. um, But it is not likely. So really the goal for the Magic this year is to start pushing toward the middle. I would say, you know, we want to draw those outlines, maybe not in pen, but in a very, very deep pencil. And then we want to start beginning to color in the middle. We want to start kind of shading in the middle. We want to kind of start bringing all these pieces together this season. Uh, What that looks like, how that works, I think that's going to be the fascinating part. Part of this season is looking at all these young players the Magic have and figuring out who actually is part of this team's future. Can Franz Wagner and Paolo Bancaro coexist? I think those two guys are kind of your, your pillars right now. Frankly, do Markel Fultz and Jalen Suggs make sense? As kind of, right now at least, non-shooting non-shooting guards, do they do they fit what the Magic are trying to build? Where does Cole Anthony fit into all this? Even where does Wendell Carter or Jonathan Isaac fit into all this? This season is about assessing the players that you have on the roster and figuring out which ones you actually want to move forward with. We can assume that Powell Bancaro is one of those guys. We can probably assume that Franz Wagner is one of those guys. We could probably assume that Wendell Carter is one of those guys, and I'm sure the Magic would like Jalen Suggs to be one of those guys. They have a lot of really interesting young players, and, and everyone around the league is saying it. Everyone around the league is like, this Magic team is actually kind of loaded with young talent. This season is about beginning to bring that talent together and beginning to figure out what that talent can be. And it's going to be super important that the Magic... Add the right pieces in free agency this summer. Use their assets, use their tools effectively to foster that growth. So we're going to talk about what tools they have this offseason coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry well you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket rockauto is a family business serving do-it-yourselvers for more than 20 years so save time and money when using rockauto the prices are reliably low for every customer and they have everything you can need from brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet go explore their easy use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com.
0: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league
1: So obviously, you know, the dra- I, like I said, the draft was the big event for the Orlando Magic this off season. Um Paolo Banchero is most likely off season and, and and that's how it should be when you have a, a of that caliber. When you have a player who is that good or projects to be that good, that should be the best guy that you add. You know, very very it's very 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 rare that you add two kind of marquee players. Obviously, the Magic did that back in 2000 when they added Tracy McGrady and Grant Hill. Um, you know, Cleveland's done that with LeBron James and Kevin Love. It, 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 You know, Brooklyn did it with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. It happens. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but don't expect it to happen here. The Magic have done their heavy lifting with this roster, at least at least by my prediction. We know how quiet the Magic like to operate, so maybe they haven't. Um, but the Magic have done a lot already to shape and shift their roster. But there's undoubtedly more to do. There's obviously free agent questions and decisions to make on Mobamba and Gary Harris, most of all. Sorry, Robin Lopez, we love you. Um, there's, there's obviously questions about those guys and what their future will be with the team. There is roughly $28 million in cap space, uh, according to my calculations. I'll go over that math here in a bit. Um, uh, roughly $28 million in cap space for the Magic to spend. They obviously do have to get to the salary floor, so they will spend at least part of that. Um, there is the potential for a lot of trades this offseason with a very tight free agent market, and so an opportunity to add a player who maybe be undervalued or have a contract that overvalues him a little bit um, to your roster. There is a lot that the Magic can do, and that's that kind of what's really exciting and interesting about this offseason, but also what's a little bit perilous about this offseason. Let's go over the numbers real fast so you have an idea of where the Magic sit contract-wise. Let's, let's first start with the depth chart. Um, when you look at the depth chart, there are some clear needs that have to be uh, resolved, but you also see a lot of this positional versatility that the Magic like to talk about. My projected starting lineup at the moment, Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, Wendell Carter. I don't think many people would argue. with People think Cole should start for Jalen or the Magic should you know, find, re-sign Gary Harris. Or that's all fine. It, it would not surprise me if Jalen Suggs ends up coming off the bench for at least part of the season. Uh, but we'll see. Again, some of that's going to have to do with his development. Off the bench, you have Cole Anthony, Terrence Ross, Chuma Okiki, Jonathan Isaac, and Mo Wagner, with Devin Kennedy, RJ Hampton, and Caleb Houston finishing out the roster. The team's three agents, of course, Gary Harris, Mo Bamba, and Robin Lopez. Orlando already has a pretty full roster. If you, if you count all that, that is 13 players. Not everyone's going to be able to play. This is a super young team, one of the youngest in the league. They're going to need some veteran help. They're going to need some veteran players. I would say... Their biggest offseason need, their biggest immediate offseason need, is backup center. We've talked about that position at length. I think there is absolutely a chance that the Magic do bring Mobamba back. Um, the backup center market is not so strong in, this year. Um, I would say that uh, you know Isaiah Hartenstein is is probably the free agent that interests me most. But I think a lot of teams are going to be interested in Ar- Isaiah, H- Isaiah Hartenstein. It's a good market for him. Um, beyond that, your list gets very very thin. Um, you know, I don't think the Magic would go for a guy. Like JaVale, I don't think JaVale McGee would go for a team like the Magic. Um, I don't think the Magic would go for guys like DeMarcus Cousins or Dwight Howard, who are veteran guys who want to play for championship teams. It's tough to find the right veteran that wants to be part of this team. You might end up having to trade for one. I have pitched, and, and so my dream for a Terrence Ross trade is to trade him to Memphis for uh, for Stephen Adams. Um, I felt like that might cost the Magic a pick somewhere. Um, maybe, that, maybe you throw in a second-round pick. You know, that twenty twenty eight second second-round pick from the Lakers um, doesn't seem so bad uh, to throw in there. Uh, Steven Adams is an expiring contract. He's got one year left on his deal. He'd be great veteran. Um, I would add that Wendell Carter has never played more than 62 games in a season. He played 62 last year. So I think backup the Magic do need a starting-caliber backup center because they're probably going to have to start someone besides Wendell Carter for 15 games or so. Um, that's... That's hundred percent like my biggest offseason need is go find a backup center. Go find someone to fill those minutes. Even if you have to even if you have to pay overpay a little bit for it. You're gonna have to overpay a little bit for everything. Even if you're paying ten million a year. Even if you front load that deal as as the Magic like to do. Um, you know I think that they I think that they they this is this is the biggest positional need is is backup center again. I, that's why I don't rule out them bringing. Mobamba back. Um, and honestly, Mobamba might be the best option if he's willing to accept and take that role coming off the bench uh, behind Wendell Carter. My other big need is I do think the Magic need another wing player, a smaller wing player, not necessarily kind of the big forwards that they have. I'm not sold Chuma Okiki can play the small forward full time. Obviously, the Magic have a lot of switchability, there's a lot of versatility there. Um, but especially if the Magic do end up trading away Terrence Ross. I do think Orlando needs to kind of replace that part of their lineup. They do need kind of a swing 2-3. Um, that would be my next big positional need. Obviously, Orlando has, has things they have to do, and these are immediate needs. These are not long-term needs. These are not necessarily things where they have to find a long-term answer. They just need someone to get them through this season, and, and I think vet- a veteran help would be really, really important there. But when you look at the Magic and you look at their, their financial situation, every avenue is open. Um, every avenue for this team is completely open. According to figures from Spot, SpotTrack, uh, the Magic have $63.8 million in guaranteed salary for next season. That does not include Jonathan Isaac's $17.4 million, which is non-guaranteed, guarantees on January 10th. Um, and that is the same day that Devin Kennedy and Mo Wagner's contracts become guaranteed $3.6 million total. Powell Bancaro will make $9.1 million in his rookie year, so add 30, add $30.1 million, so that's $63.8 million total. And the Magic's total committed salary for next season is $93.9 million. When I wrote this article, the salary cap line was set to come in at $122 million. It is now $123 million, if I'm not mistaken, $123.1 million. That means Orlando has $29 million in cap space. That's you know, $28 to $29 million of cap space. They can easily get that to 30 by waving Kennedy, by waving Wagner. Orlando has max cap room. They're one of the few teams with max cap room. The Spurs, the Pistons, the Magic, and I believe the Rockets, maybe there's two. Um, I, I think the Rockets and Pacers are slightly below that max room, but the Pistons, the Magic, and the Spurs absolutely have max cap space if they want to use it. The Pistons are expected to chase after Miles Bridges or DeAndre Ayton. They are expected to use one of those max caps, max cap slots. Why they're doing that on Miles Bridges, uh, it seems like they're out on Ayton. I don't know. Um, I have certainly seen some of the odds that would suggest that the Magic should go. The Magic would be one of the teams to go after Ayton. I think that's more just they're one of the few teams that can do it. Obviously, now with Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner, they don't have the space to add another center unless they're moving Wendell Carter to the bench, which I don't think is the right decision either. A lot um, of butter. You know, we saw what happened with Kyrie Irving yesterday. Uh, Kyrie Irving tried to work a sign-in trade, or was given permission to try and work a sign-in trade, and at least the reporting came very, very quickly that there wasn't much out there. There wasn't, A, much interest in him, and, B, there isn't much out there in terms of moving around max contracts. So, just aren't teams that have the money that would interest a player like Kyrie Irving um, to go get a player of that caliber. Um, Again, I don't think—I've uh, seen some people suggest the Magic should chase after Kyrie Irving. I don't think that's the right call. I think the Magic are doing a really good job building a very organic culture, building things very naturally, and I don't think they should kind of mess with that chemistry at all. I think that they are doing the right thing, staying patient. But Orlando is going to have to use some of that cap space. Um, just because there's a salary floor, they do have to meet a minimum salary floor. I believe it's 80% of the salary cap, so they do have to get to like $100 million. They have to, They do have to spend at least 10 to $15 million to kind of hit that space. It's okay to enter the season with cap room. That becomes a tool, um, especially at the trade deadline. So I don't think the Magic have to use all of it. But I would look at the Magic to, I would look at the Magic to um, be a team that is willing to rent their cap space. What does renting your cap space mean? Well, essentially, the way trades work in the league is when everyone has, everyone's got full cap. You have to send at, all, at least as much money out as you're taking in. Um, but when you don't, when you have cap space, what you can do is you can send money out and take more money in and absorb the extra money into your cap space. Because you have cap space, you can use that to absorb more money in trades. So the trades don't have to be even. The other team would still have to fit whatever they're receiving into their cap um, and using whatever exceptions they have to use. Um, but essentially, this allows for uneven trades. So when you look at this free agent market, it is there are like I said there's not a lot of teams with with max cap space. Um there are a lot of teams that still want to do something. Um so this is going to be a very active trade market. And so I would anticipate that teams are going to call the Orlando Magic when they have trades and say, "Hey, we need some help getting to this number. Can we can we drop player X into your cap space?" We'll give you a first-round pick. We'll give you a couple second-round picks. We'll give you something else that you like um, to move this guy into into your cap space, so that we can have the room to go get the guy that we want. That's how the Magic are going to act. Teams are going to call the Magic up and say, "Hey, we're trying to agree to this deal. We're stuck a little bit. We need to free up twelve million dollars, you know, or we need we we none of us can take this player that we want to involve in the deal. Can we grab Terrence Ross or grab someone else on the roster?" Uh, and send this player to your cap space, or you send out a second-round pick or, or, or whatever. Um, that's that's how the Magic are going to act this offseason. And it's, of course, uh, uh, they're going to be teeing on some money, and they're going to be kind of deferring their cap space down the road. Jeff Whitman has already talked about, like, you know, we want we still want to be well-positioned for next year to tie up all their caps. You know, there are bills coming, whether it's Chuma Okiki, whether it's Cole Anthony. Um, there are bills coming for some of their young players. They want to be able to strike quickly. um You look at the teams that are really successful, they draft really well, their players become superstars on the rookie contracts, they add players while their players are on the discounted rookie contracts, and that allows them to expand and grow. That's where the Magic are at right now. They're trying to keep flexibility so that they can expand and grow quickly if someone hits really, really well, but they're also looking to add assets and add players through trades, uh, not necessarily using their cap space in free agency. That's obviously kind of the basics of how the Magic are going to act this off season. I think Orlando is going to be patient. I think they're going to be care. I think they're going to be careful and precise with the things that they're doing. They have a lot of power in this market as a team that could help out with other teams as they're trying to make moves. There are very few teams that are willing to do that. The Spurs appear to be looking to you know with the rumors about the Dejounte Murray trade. Um, it, it appears the Spurs are looking to kind of tank the season, which is a very odd thing for the Spurs to do. Um, next year's draft is very, very good. Um, Magic will have two first-round picks in next year's draft as well. Um, it, it does look like that there are that there, there are, that the Spurs and the Magic could be teams, though, that are willing to act this way and rent their cap space in this way. I'll talk a little bit more about the backup center role. I know I've talked about it before, but I want to just dive a little bit deeper into that since that is the biggest positional we'll need for Orlando as we get, take this uh, you know kind of macroscopic view of the offseason coming up here in just a moment. But first, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's MLB season, because it's the only thing going on right now. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. So you've kind of taken this, this very global view of the Magic's offseason and how the Magic might act and what the Magic might do um, as the offseason gets set to, to really kick into gear. Like I said, the biggest move for the Magic's offseason is done. Adding the number one pick, adding Powell, Bancaro, that is the most consequential player the Magic will add. But obviously there are short-term needs that they have to fill. And like I've said, and I know I did a pot, I know I did a full episode on this, and I will kind of keep doing it throughout the week. Um, obviously, the biggest addition is the biggest. Uh, the question is the backup center role. Like I said, Wendell Carter has played played 62 games, played a career high 62 games last year. And while I'm not overly concerned about his long term health, uh, he is a bit undersized for the center spot, um, even in today's league. I would say it is safe to assume he will miss t- at least 10 to 15 games every year. And I think the Magic should be planning on that. Um, the Magic should have a plan for him to miss that much time. You know, certainly there is the potential that Orlando could try some funky lineups with Jonathan Isaac or Paolo Bancaro at center. Um, but they will need a solid backup center who can start. That's to me, to me, this is the biggest need for the Orlando Magic this season, this offseason. You know, we got the the centerpiece player, we got the number one pick. That was independent of everything else. The biggest immediate need remains backup center orlando needs a backup. So as i say mobile back is a very realistic possibility orlando holds obama's restricted free agent rights obviously for some of the cap machinations that that, that we're talking about um he's got a, I think it's a 10 million dollar um uh, off a 10 million dollar qualifying offer we should be getting news here shortly that the magic have extended that qualifying offer if they're going to retain his rights the magic do usually announce that publicly um but that can easily be renounced if the Magic need to sign someone else. Um, but I, I would expect the Magic to offer the qualifying offer. Um, I would expect Mo Bamba to test the market and see what he can get, um, and then the question then becomes: Do the Magic match that offer sheet? Um, the way restricted free agency works is uh, that's how restricted free agency works. To be perfectly honest, and you know, it's 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 kind of mechanical. Um, it's changed a lot over the last few years, um, and, and there's still certainly the possibility that the Magic do agree to a signing trade. Um, important to note about sign-and-trade deals. Uh, I've seen some people pitch some sign-and-trade deals where you pair Mo Bamba with Terrence Ross. That's not how sign-and-trade deals work. Sign-and-trades are essentially just tools to free up the cap space for the signing team to sign that player anyway. There's no extra bonuses. It's not like the Grant Hill deal where the Magic arranged a sign-and-trade deal to make sure that Grant Hill got the most money. Bird rights do not transfer like that anymore. That was kind of a workaround, the bird rights. Um, essentially, what would, hap- what would happen is the Magic would trade Mobamba alone. You cannot combine players in a sign and trade deal on the outgoing team. Um, the Magic would would trade Mobamba alone to a team, and they would give the Magic the players that they would need to get under the cap to sign Mobamba anyway. So, do you know? I see a lot of these deals with Mobamba, um, and obviously the Magic do have some extra cap room, so they could absorb a little bit more money on that on that end too, which is a little bit unusual. Um, but Essentially, you're not getting equal value back from Obama in a sign and trade. You're, or you're very, very rarely would you get equal value back. That's not how sign and trades work. Um, sign and trades are essentially just tools for over the cap teams to find ways to fit guys underneath their salary, un- underneath their cap number. Um, I, I think it's very possible that the Magic do eventually sign and trade Mobamba, but but um, I think that they that that it's much more likely that they bring him back. They need some mid salary guys, even if it's on like a even if, even if I'm coming back for a qualifying offer, I've kind of pitched this that it's very, very possible that Mo Bamba just signs a qualifying offer, kicks a can down the road a year, plays another year. Now, obviously, he won't be starting, so I think, I think there's a little bit less impetus and a little bit less interest to do that, that he seems to like it in Orlando. He seems to like the culture they're building here, and if he can accept that role, if he could thrive in a backup center role, maybe that's where he finds his fit uh, in this league and on this team. Um, it, it's it's a huge question. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's not an easy answer to say whether the Magic will re-sign Mo Bamba. Uh, I don't think the Magic let him walk unless they know they have another center option available because, like I said, the center options for this team are not great. Um, again, if they can get Isaiah Hartenstein, I, I think that would be a really good addition. He's shown at least a little bit of an ability to hit the three. He played his first real minutes for the Clippers last year. Decent defender. He'd be a great backup center, but I think he's going to be in very high demand this offseason, I think a lot of teams I think a lot of teams are gonna throw their mid level exceptions at him because again, there's just so few players. Um and Hartenstein's someone that at least projects to be to continue growing and continue to continue to get better. You know, Orlando, like I said, they can't handcuff themselves. They can't tie themselves to a team. They still need to remain flexible enough to go make moves if they need to. And again, that might lead them to Mo Bamba. That's been a question that I've had uh for, for a while. But this backup center role is kind of the biggest immediate need. The Magic can fill in everywhere else. Um, if they need to find another guard, they got Cole Anthony, Jalen Slugs can be small two guards. You know They still have Terrence Ross. You know, they'll figure out what they're going to do with him. They could go out on the free agent market and find decent wings and de- decent swing wings to help them out. Um, it's it, it, There are options there. Backup center is a very, very specific thing that they need to find, and it's something they need to put a premium on this, this offseason. I think that is the biggest offseason need for this Magic team. And again, I, they have they have a card in their back pocket in that they can just re-sign Mo Bamba if they want to re-sign Mo Bamba. Um, but obviously their hand might be forced a little bit on that because of the nature of restricted free agency. And of course, his cap hold is like $22.1 million. So uh, if the Magic do intend to keep Bamba, they have to figure him out first. And of course, they could always just agree to a new contract with him instead of letting him go to restricted free agency as well. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. I hope this gives you a kind of macroscopic view of free agency. We dive a little bit deeper into the backup center thing because I think that's that's the big, big, big offseason uh, concern for Orlando. I do think this roster looks fairly similar to what it was last year. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but um, I am expecting a busy offseason, but a relatively quiet one as, as the heavy lifting has been done already. But again... That's good dude for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore md. Follow the podcast or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts in to get in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done with us, go check out the Locked on NBA podcast. Get you ready for all of free agency because it's always wild in the NBA in July. It is. It just That's just how it is. Um, check out the Locked On NBA podcast for the latest free agency goings-ons as well as the latest from around the league. I was on Monday's episode of Locked On NBA. If you want to check out my thoughts on Paolo Bencaro as we continue to recap the NBA draft. Don't forget, to at 6 o'clock or at 5.45, roughly, on Thursday, we will do a live episode of Locked On Magic. Ahead of free agency, we'll talk about what the, what the magic might be doing in free agency. I'll answer your magic questions and react to free agency goings-on as they happen. Um, should be a fun show. I'm really excited, and I promise this time it will actually be live. I do owe you guys a live show, so we will do that Thursday at 5.45 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, I'll set the reminders. I'll send out the links. Just follow me on Twitter at philiprr_omd. omd but that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For a Liner Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this is Paul Brossett. We'll see you all next time for another episode of Lockdown.
0: Hey, Prime members.